This is Purple Radio On Demand It's a new dawn It's a new day It's a new life For me And I'm feeling Good I'm feeling good A new dawn, a new day, a new life for rugby and we're feeling good. Welcome back to a new decade of the Breakdown Podcast brought to you online and on Spotify on demand by Purple Radio. Last time we, as the breakdown, Grace Jewel Devices, was on the back of a scintillating World Cup campaign in which rugby, in four years, reached its summit and the champions of the world were crowned. We were at the summit then, when our back at base camp three months later, a new cycle, a new project, a new era, leadership changes, fresh styles and debutantes plenty. In that spirit, we're delighted to welcome some fresh talent of our own. Joining me in the studio is the Wrexham Pocket Rocket, Joe Bo's finest, recruited strictly for exclusive rugby knowledge without a hint of banter. It's Grace Davis. Well, that's a bit rude. Welcome, Grace. We'll hear a lot more from you later and potentially a special guest, courtesy of Grace, a celebrity special coming up and adding some Springbok suave and subtlety, but primarily adding venom from the valleys. It's Mr. International, the man they call Sabas. Sammy Leon Cachet from Collingwood. Morning, how Welcome, are you? Sammy. I think we're doing well. I think we're, I think we're going all right. And finally, it's the wisest fresher on the Durham campus. He's seen the world, Australia. This man is going to offer effortless class, unflappable chat and much needed cultured touches to this production today. Aidan's indoor cricketing titan, it is Tom James. Hello, Tom. How are you, mate? Yeah, we're doing well. We're doing all right. Looking forward to this, I'm guys. Already, I'm already a bit depressed because we just started talking about the World Cup already. I know it's been a few months now, but I'm still, I'm still pretty sad about that. Yeah, as, as, as we said, Tom, new era, new dawn. Let's, let's, let's get up. Let's move forward. On that, it's February. It's a bit dry. It's a bit cold. <laughs> Without the Six Nations, where would we be? Grace, how, how excited are you? How important is it, this tournament, this, this huge global phenomenon that is the Six Nations? I think it's just so important because, like, you know, a lot of us, it's Valentine's Day. A lot of us don't have Valentine's. Why would you need a Valentine when you could have Lee Halfpenny, George North, Liam Williams, absolute legends that you can just watch on your TV? Who needs a Valentine? Virtual Valentine's from yeah. the Principality Stadium. That's 100%. very exciting. It's the most, it's actually, Six Nations is the most, it's the best attended tournament per game in the world. There are only 15 games, so it sort of helps it out. But this, you could say, Tom, it's the biggest tournament in the world. What do you think of that? Yeah, I think so. I've been, you know, you just helpfully mentioned my travelling since down Australia. I've been to watch some Super Rugby. And frankly, in comparison to European Rugby, it's very boring. Not quite the same, is they, it? What they do is they get the ball and they run out of the try line and they score. Um, but the Six Nations has got some of this thing they call defence as well. That just really lifts the game. Yeah. And yeah. I really do think the quality of rugby in the Six Nations is to die for. There's so. definitely more bite, more intensity, yeah, isn't there? Yeah, I think there? so. So. It's pretty tribal, isn't it? I mean, Sammy, you're you're sort of in in world sport. You're sort of divided in terms of your loyalties. Talk to us a bit about that. I mean, who do you back in the Six Nations? What does it What does it mean to you? And who who do you support? Yeah, so I'm uh, half South African, half Welsh, uh, born in England, but that doesn't mean I have any loyalty to England whatsoever. That's nice. Um, so I'm all Wales in the Six Nations. That's why we're going for it. Absolutely. Well, that's very sad to hear. Um, right, we, we, we want to talk a bit about the rugby itself. Um, pre-tournament, it is, it's, a new, it's a new era, a new dawn after the World Cup. I mean, what, what are your pre-tournament predictions going into it? I mean, who, who are you backing? What were you thinking before this, this round of games? Yeah, obviously, you really enjoyed watching England play in the Six Nations, uh, in the World Cup, sorry. England, New Zealand is probably one of the best bits of our turn. So coming to Six Nations, looking for some more magic from the boys, um, forward to do his stuff, obviously expecting an England Grand Slam. And for Wales, I mean, we've, we've got a, a strong contingent here. It, it's, you know, Gatlin's been there for you know, 12 years. Um, I, I heard you with, with your sort of concerns about Wayne Pivak, but he's not, he's not even Welsh. I mean, well, Gatlin wasn't Welsh either. He's done pretty he's, well he, with he, the Kiwis. He, he, he almost became Welsh, Warren Gatlin. We've got another Kiwi now. Yeah. 
has a lot changed? Are there a lot of different players? Is there going to be a different style? I mean, what were you nervous? Were you excited? Talk, talk yeah, to us about I that. Gallon's definitely more Welsh than Sammy is. So. That's yeah. very true. And probably Grace. I mean, she sounds quite northern. I mean, you can see our <laughs> listeners. I mean, we, we don't. You know, you're not hearing that that much Welsh. Are Just we? for yeah. clarification, I'm not northern. I am Welsh, <laughs> through and through. Just for clarification for you listeners. Yeah. But I think. It's Gatlin was an absolute institution. So if you if you look back to before Gatlin joined the Wales team, we were not like nothing. We were complete like absolutely shocking. Correct. And then he's literally built Wales up to be one of the strongest teams Slightly in the less world. Shocking. Yeah. Well, that's a bit rude. But um, Pavak's very different to Gatland in that obviously there's like Warren Ball, which he absolutely hated the phrase. But like that is my one criticism of Gatland that Wales always ended up playing exactly the same game. And it was just wasn't dynamic. Whereas Pivak, if you look at the Scarlets and you look at the Fiji even before that, he was like, he was so revolutionary because Gatlin's very much about like driving the ball forwards and Pivak is looking for space and using space. So they're kind of two sides of the same coin. But yeah, I think it's really interesting. Yeah, I think it's good. Uh, what Pivak's also, he's got a good handle on the squad. He's seen new players coming in, Nick Tompkins, last week. Uh, again, he's starting this week, so... Uh, it's exciting stuff. George North at centre. I'm not sure that was uh, that was the best move, but to be honest, yeah. uh, you know, I picked him in my fantasy out. team. I was expecting a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, I thought we, I thought we'd destroy them. I thought we'd run through them. You know, give give George the ball. I mean, like Johnny May, we'll get on to him later. I thought it'd be a case of serve it up to George, fancy points in the bag. Didn't quite pan out like that. I think the thing with George is that he's an absolute legend. Like, don't get me wrong, he's from the north. I'm obviously going to support him, but um, he's <laughs> kind of. Here. North Wales, North yeah. Wales, the place to be. But um, I think he's he's just so well known now. And like with the whole Warren Ball thing, he plays exactly the same. So we all just started defending him so much more. Mm-hmm. He just can't get the free space anymore. Mm-hmm. That's why Josh Adams is so revolutionary now because he just plays so differently to North. Yeah, let's get on to that Welsh game, in fact, actually. I mean, Tom, I, I know you're, you're not... Um, Wales, it, they're an important part, part of world rugby. Mm-hmm. Not the most flamboyant, not the most exciting. You could say, you just said Warren Gatlin, he, he built that DNA of a really big boy. Yeah. I mean, you, you see Dan Bigger fly half, but you know, talk to me. I, I was quite surprised by what I saw about Brilliant Bigger on the weekend. I mean, yeah. what, what did he do that sort of opened your eyes? Well, let's just talk about that moment, shall we? The yeah, let's do it. Oh, Bigger, beautiful. The space on the wing. It's the most un-Dan Bigger thing He's I've ever seen. the wrong way. And what did he do? Throws the ball between his legs. Who would have expected that a year ago? <laughs> No one. Yeah. It's the least damn big thing that's ever happened. I'll tell you what it did remind me of. You know when you like primary school and like you had to get to know your friends, so you passed an orange between like your eye between your two necks, so you had to go like under and over with a ball to make friends. Mm. I feel like Pivak has tried to like make them into like a little family. So they've done these group bonding exercises where they put a ball over and under their legs. And Dan Big has gone, You know what, Wayne? That was a cracking idea. Let's put that into the game plan. That is original content. I, ne- I never thought we'd hear that in that studio. You know, orange neck passing has inspired the new generation of, of Welsh rugby. Oh, 100%. That's phenomenal. I mean, have you ever passed an orange from your neck? I, I don't think I've ever done that. No, never. I have, however, set up a tribe and passing the ball between my legs. Nah, I say, yeah, oh, that's very good. I was going to ask about that. Good yeah, yeah, yeah. Train how you play, but... Yeah, shout out to Will Kestel, third year Hatfield. Passed the ball to him while we were at school. He's on the wing, ran in the school. It was a great finish. That's phenomenal. In a training game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or a drill? Was it a training game? Training game? Well, you know, you've got to give some credit to that. Sammy, you've played at 10. You know you know the sort of, the the role of Dan Bigger. I mean, what are you impressed by him? And and give us an insight into your your, your sort of flair and what you'd like to see um, from your experience in that position. You know... I'd actually compare myself a little bit similarly to Dan Bigger. You know, he looks a bit like him. I'm, I'm not the sort of, I don't have the talisman aspect that he, he you know, adds to the Welsh squad. Him and Alan and James, really those two men, those leaders. Um, but, you know, the, the boring side of it I can definitely, you know, relate to. But when, when the ball goes up from a Dan Bigger up and under, you know, you, you just expect him to catch it. And that's one of the most grounding things for a Welsh fan, you know, comforting. Uh, when I'm just sitting there and watching the TV, High ball goes up. I, I don't need to watch. I just know Dan's going to be under it, which is you know just a lovely thing. I think you raised a really good point there. It's almost like this exactly the same when he's lining up for his, his little jiggle. Yeah, the, the bigger, bigger jiggle, wiggle. the bigger wiggle. You know what's going to happen? It's going to go through, isn't it? And how sweetly does he strike it? Oh, we oh, were talking about that. Nice. It is beautiful. It's nice. 
Um, it's yeah. so much more satisfying to watch than Owen Farrell's weird eye thing, where he looks like he's about to like he decimate the, the posts with his eye, like he's got laser eyes. It's quite intimidating. Who's better looking, do we reckon? Dan Bigger. Owen Farrell's got, he's actually got quite a lot of fan base on, on that sort of, yeah. off the back I mean, of I his think it really does. depends what his kind of looks, shirt you're his aesthetics. If you're wearing a white shirt, you're probably going to think Owen Farrell's the best player. Yeah. You're wearing a red shirt, probably Dan Bigger. Can we just talk about the, the biggest surprise potentially in the Wales to the game selection from the weekend? No Sergio Priestley. Uh, now, mm, talking about mental. new dawns and the new decade. That's huge, isn't it? When was the last time the Six Nations hasn't featured Sergio Priestley from selection? That's mm. huge. That's a, that is a new era for world rugby. No Sergio Priestley in the, in the Italian side. Can we talk about Italy more widely? Because part of me is thinking, actually, the last time they won a game... Got to, got to be more than five years ago. We, we've got our, we've got our researcher on it now. But Wales, Italy, first game. It's the biggest tournament in the world. We think massive stage. Brightens up everyone's February, and we start Wales, Italy. Do you think that was slightly a, a bit of a damp script to kick off? Do you think it was more of a we'll start at the bottom and build up? Because for me, that's a fixture. It was only ever going to go one way. Yeah. It's not between two. Brilliantly exciting teams, is it? What do we think of that as we've rocked up to the library bar? It's quite sad that the Wales Italy tickets are so much cheaper as well. Really? To watch is it that live, a thing? yeah. <laughs> so, like, if you want to obviously watch Wales England, Wales Scotland's a good match to watch as yeah. well live. It's so they're so expensive, and then you'd like say it's, they're playing Italy last. They advertise them with the prices, and yeah. they're so much cheaper because everyone's just like, oh, well, it's Italy. Yeah, and it makes me quite sad actually. Because there was this whole topic of whether Georgia should replace Italy. And then consider, considering Georgia played like relatively well in the World Cup, I think it should actually be like an idea in the back of the mind, considering Italy are kind of just the whipping boys at mm. the moment. Five years since this was last one's Sensations game. It was uh, 2015 versus Scotland. Right? There you go. And that's Scotland, so 2015 Scotland, not much. Mm. You just rock up and you, you, you think you know. And that, that's, that's something quite sad. It's when there's very little hope. We want all results possible, and that, yeah. that's not always the case with Italy. But from a game plan point of view for Wales, I think it was good for them to almost have that as a warm-up match, you know, get used mm. to the way of playing, new players coming to the squad. Yeah. Um, and I'm excited for the rest of the tournament now to, to have that defence solid, you know, after coaches have moved around and new players coming in. I think that's a good thing for Wales. Fair play to the Wales defence. It was really, really good. I really, I was quite nervous about it. I am, I'm most nervous about the Wales scrum at the moment, considering Ireland have a cracking scrum. Yeah, it was nice as well because we had the Barbarians match, but it didn't really count. So to have Italy first was, yeah, like Sammy says, it's a big warm up, which I'm quite appreciative of actually. Yeah, you mentioned the defence. Mm -hmm. Sean Edwards, yeah. long term defence coach under mm -hmm. Warren Gatlin. He's moved over Paris side. Mm hmm. What do we make of this? Well, most disappointingly, this new home tonight in Twickenham, to be honest. Definitely looking at Eddie Jones to recruit him after the World Cup. Pretty, sure. dis pretty disappointed that he's gone to Paris rather than London. I think that was a massive, massive moment. England, World Cup final, blitzing Argentina, Australia, New Zealand, straight through. Eddie Jones, pre-match, we're going to be brutal. We're going to be a great team. Mm. Half-time in the first game of the Six Nations, Stade de France. England nil, France 17. It was big words from Eddie Jones before yeah. the tournament, wasn't it? Brutality. It's quite bold, actually. It's kind of like, I think it definitely like razzed the French up a bit of being like, well, he's, he's laid it down. Might as well rise to him. Because the French, the old cliche with the French, isn't it, is we never know which French team yeah. are going to turn up. Well, we know which French team turn up next. Yeah, it's their A team. It's the team that wins games. It was phenomenal, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. And who was, who was in their defence coach box? Who was in the seat? Good old Sean. Do you think that was a massive difference with this new French sort of mindset. We're talking about new era now. It's the start of a new cycle. What stood out for you in terms of this new French team that just took it to Eddie Jones and sort of extinguished all his pre-match chat? In my mind, it was very, very beginning of Warren Gatland in Wales. So like they were playing Warren Ball. If you look at their defence, Warren Gatland used to be like, oh yeah, Wales are the fittest team in the world because he used to like train in Iceland or whatever. And then France were like, they were playing exactly how Wales used to play. And it was nice to have the contrast between the two, actually. Wales playing slightly more dynamically and France looking kind of, reg not regressing, that's the wrong word, but going back to what Wales have been known for and yeah, criticised for quite heavily. And more stable. The French side has never been described as stable. And what did they do? They played 80 minutes of good, good defence. 
I think I think the thing that stood out for me right at the beginning, the anthem in the Stade de France was so loud. Mm. Like the French supporters were really behind their side. And that like, French crowd is so volatile, isn't it? It yeah, can turn against yeah. you so quickly. That, if they turn on the side, then they're going to crumble. You know you're going to put 30 points on them. But they didn't. They were behind them the whole time. They've got a load of new faces in the side. It's essentially a new French team. And they really stepped up to the occasion. They're very young as well. They're very young. I don't know what the average age is, but I think it's very low, actually. Charles Oliver, new captain. Yeah. 12 caps. Mm. He scored a try. It was a rampant. It was a rampant environment, wasn't it? Viva la Revolution sort of feeling, wasn't it? It was just this, this uprising of this, of this new attitude, which which was just scary to watch. I mean, especially from from an England perspective. Sammy, especially, we, we're talking about this French side. What English side were they playing against? Was it was it the side we saw against New Zealand? And, and if not, why? What went wrong? Yeah, no, I think that um, definitely. Two different sides. If you're watching it, completely, you know, similar players, but uh, the way they're playing is just not not in line with with how they won against New Zealand. You know, in emphatic fashion. I think they just need to diversify their game. Almost, it just seemed like they were running down the same lines. You know, running at the same players, not getting anywhere. I mean, the prime example of that is off the lineup ball. Obviously, Tuolangi going getting injured in in the first half, which is tough. Uh, Jonathan Joseph coming on a crash ball from a line-out every single time. They weren't really getting anywhere. And so you just sort of thought, watching the game, it was almost a bit hopeless from yeah. England. Yeah, but- and, and really characterised by our attempt to just play like South Africa, how South Africa played in the final, really. Mm. We, saw, we saw England trying to maul it from the halfway line. Mm. First play of the game, wasn't it? First play of the much. game. Tried to maul it from the halfway line, and the setup was so bad. It was so bad. We tried it to was play- almost comical. We're, we're, you know, we're not South Africa, but we're just not playing to our strengths. So it's a shame. Playing to your strengths is an interesting thing you say there. We, we saw in the World Cup, we've got Tuolangi. Mm. He's a strength. Vanapolas, blasting through, yeah. creating that quick ball. And then you've got your sinkers, you've got your corny laws, you can offload. There was no blasting, was there? There was no thrust. Mm. No, well, we picked Tom Curry at number eight. That's, mm-hmm. that's a big selection from Eddie Jones. You know, Vanapolo obviously been such a, a, a mainstay at number eight when he's been fit, which... Of course, hasn't been that often, but he's out again. And then comes Tom Curry at number eight. You know, he's he's looking like one of the best flankers in the world at the moment. Um, and we've picked him at number eight, which you know you can kind of hear Eddie Jones's rationale behind it. He's looking for for that dynamic player at, at the ruck. But you know, maybe maybe a Don Brandt in in that side. I'm a, I'm a big Quinns fan. Don Brandt's been doing absolute bits for Quinns. Big win against Sarries. Don Brandt played really well. The lorry, yeah. yeah. Mm. You know, maybe, maybe, maybe that that's a kind of sign of what's you know we're trying to play more South African, and maybe we need to be playing like an English side. Do you think at this stage, you know, you've got you've got teams building from the top. You've got Wales, new coach, new style. You've got Ireland, new coach, different captain. Scotland, new captain. France, completely different. England, you got to a World Cup final. You're not starting from the bottom, are you? Yeah. You're making tweaks. And England are the best team in the world. In fact, South Africa destroyed them. Grace, what, what, what changes do you think England need to make in their style, in their mindset, in their DNA? Because it looks like they were, they were just going back to, to what they knew with the Vunapolas and Tuolangis. And actually, they didn't have the resources and they got found out because they were playing a game plan that, that wasn't there to be played. I mean, how do you, if you're Eddie Jones, you know, you give a lot of chat in the media. I think you're quite like Eddie Jones, you know. Quite pocket rocket, got got the voice, got got the words. You're not messing about. If you put yourself in Eddie Jones's shoes. What's your project now? You've got a great team. What do you do with it to make it to make it properly great? First of all, drop Ben Youngs. Ben Youngs, mm. he is on the bench this week. Fair play to Eddie Jones. But uh, can we just really go talk about Ben Youngs? Yeah, Grace, Grace, talk to us about Ben Youngs. Like you look back at the game and you're like, how were you picked at scrum half? He just made so many errors and his recycling of the ball is possibly one of the slowest things I've seen. And I walked to Jobo at a pretty slow pace. Very slow. We've got an expert in in slowness on that end. And and really characterised. I'm not sure how many phases we were on the French try line for a while. Pick and go, pick and go, pick and go, pick and go. It felt like it went on for about 20 minutes, picking and going and getting tackled and doing the same thing again. We've got Johnny May on the wing. Yeah. The man with the pink boots, the man who, you know, I, I did a bit of research into his family history this week, but I think he's descended As you do. from Rory Underwood and Cheetahs at the same time. Cheetahs. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, he's electric and Ben Youngs doesn't pass the ball to him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and to be fair, neither were the Hines. 
Okay. You know, it's not it's not a problem that was solved when Heinz came on. Right. But you've you've got to be looking at Youngs to be captaining that side. I think that's really the issue. He's gone from being a leader in the team. He's not a leader anymore. He's not directing the play. Mm. The forwards are taking the ball, and that's okay. But you know, that's the South African thing that we're trying to do. We're an English side. We've got good backs outside him. Let's mm. get the ball out to them. And he didn't. He just didn't deliver that ball to them. I don't think. No. And of course, when he did, Fowl drops it. So. Hmm. What was that? What was that all about? What, what, two, two pretty regulation drops. We don't really see that from Owen Farrell. England sort of look. Why were they dropping the ball, Sammy? I mean, they're pretty good at catching usually. They, they probably train it quite a lot. As a Welsh fan, were you were you licking your lips and, and why do you think that was that was the case? Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't in tears at that point to be honest. But we we did see it a number of times. We saw it from Farrell. We saw it from uh, the new fullback George Furbank. Um, tough, day, tough day at the office. Yeah, tough day. At good the look office. at them. Yeah. Burbank dropping the ball when he was through two on one. Clear two on one, Easy yeah. try. Johnny really? May on the wing. He's going to score even if it's one on one. So, sure. Sure. Yeah, real tough chance there. Next opponents, Scotland. Mm. One, they, They've re- retained the Calcutta Cup last two years. But if we're going to talk about drops... Oh, Stuart Hogg, Stuart what Hogg. are you playing at? Two world... Owen Farrell, oh, yeah. Stuart Hogg. Two phenomenal players, let's be honest. Probably make yeah. you, your, your world team. World 15. Yeah. You was celebrating already. Oh, I was. I mean, I, and he was as well, wasn't he? He was yeah. very aggressive. I mean, he, he, he dropped the ball and he went mental. He was roaring and his subs were all around him, sort of half-heartedly sort of hugging him, sort of going hands on head. And, it was, and it's awkward. Stuart must have known he didn't score that try. Yeah, you, you can't get away with it, can you? I mean, no. Your video. This is rugby we're talking about. Millions of people everywhere. are watching and everyone's right there. And he's just celebrating. In fairness, I was a bit buzzing about him scoring uh-huh. that try because they were just taking Ireland down a peg or two and I was like oh get in get in Peter Douglas goes great he dropped it he dropped it and he just saw it he saw it okay it's having Stuart Hogg she's like mm, fair play I mean his his career's not ending no I mean he, he's Scotland's brightest light especially now Finn Russell's been oh there. Finn Russell what mm. a drama how how excited are you as a as Eddie Jones as an England player without Finn Russell like what, what difference would that make to you do you reckon yeah it's huge isn't it he's Kind of the titan of the Scottish backline. Yeah, they've got good players outside and not a soft team. Yeah, but Finn Russell such good delivery out to those boys, and now you know you're just not sure are they going to be rocks? Are they going to still be able to deliver those kind of performances? Mm-hmm. You, know, you look at him last year, that comeback against England at Twickenham. Mm. My goodness, thirty-eight all, thirty-one-seven at halftime. I think. Yeah, massive comeback at thirty-eight all. Finn Russell is no small part of that. Yeah, um, the word's mercurial, isn't it? Yeah, he is. He's like a shooting star. Like, you just don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. But, but whatever is going to happen, it's going to it's going to shock you. No, he's not. That is a shame for, for Scotland. They're, they are at Murrayfield. They, I do think they're a different team at Murrayfield. They are. They hundred percent are. Because I've seen I've seen Scotland play Wales at the Principality, mm-hmm. and I've seen them play at Murrayfield as well. And it is just another level. Like right. you can't you can't doubt the absolute strength that you have in a home crowd because it's not exactly that far to travel. But still, you can feel all your people surrounding you. They're like singing you across the try line. It's the bagpipes as well. That's got to be huge, it is. isn't it? It just gets you. It just gets you right in the heart. The equivalent of when we played school games and someone brought a drum. You know, when oh, drum, that's drum when you know it gets, gets, gets hairy, doesn't it? You know yeah. you're winning score. Yeah. The thing about Six Nations, it's so Celtic, it's so, it's so intimate, the rivalries. It's eh? tribal. Yeah. It's so tribal and it, it's so military as well. Mm. The history there. Especially in Wales when they bring out that goat when you're at the Principality. Talk to us about that. <laughs> it's got a name. I can't remember what the name of the goat is. Uh-huh. Why do they bring out the goat? When do they bring it out? It's is like, it pre-match? Yeah, they bring it out when they're like singing the anthem. And then okay. when you're sat in the stands, they just walk it round the Principality. They walk That's it round the thing. They, yeah. yeah, they parade Gareth the goat. The goat I don't think it's quite called Gareth. Okay. I think it's... Yeah, it's, but there's like five incarnations, incarnations, incarcerations when you're in prison. Oh, that's the teamwork. But um, incarnations yeah. of this goat, mm-hmm. and it's like the mascot of some Welsh army thing. Every team has their little thing. Yeah, yeah. So like yeah. Wales has its choirs and its goat. Scotland does the bagpipes and the drums. Right. England has Johnny May. Johnny May. <laughs> and, it's be, it? and it's pink boots. And it's pink boots. Got the goat's name. Oh, what's the oh, goat called? Fuzilia Schenkin the Fourth. Not Gareth, it's fair to say. I, mean, I think we should we should probably suggest that it gets nicknamed Gareth. It's a lot easier to remember. Can we have that name Schenken. again? Fazilia Schenken the Fourth. Fazilia Schenken. Oh, so five incarnations. Four incarnations, oh, sorry. Wow. Very good. I'd just like to talk a bit more about England's talisman, Johnny May. Can we come back? Yeah, to yeah, yeah, go for it, go it's for incredible. it. Incredible. 
He got the ball. He got good ball twice. And what happened? It, it was it wasn't a great ball. I mean, he just sort of got the ball. Sure. Incredible. It's like the French kind of defence we've talked so much about. Yeah. It was incredible. Uh, the French defence. Yeah. Johnny May straight through, straight through, and and we know what. He was wearing pink boots. Famously. It's like, you know, when you're in year three and you have those Nike Mercurials. Oh, there's a lot of pressure. When, when, when you walk into the playground, there's a lot of pressure. Yeah, I have the yellow ones. When you're wearing those, like, the ball's going top in. Yeah, it's got to be five five star skills, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And Johnny May really showed his class. He he was the highlight of the Indian game for me. Oh, big time. I was saying that's a grace watching the Indian game. After 15 minutes, I was saying Johnny May from 60 metres every day of the week here. Yeah. Twice. He did it twice. It was beautiful. Obviously, a lucky bounce on one of them. With your yellow shoes, did that not clash with your hair? Yeah, extreme. For context, yeah. Tom is very ginger. Yeah, for, important for radio. Yeah, <laughs> um, and and to be honest, looking back, the fashion wasn't there. Mm -hmm. But we're all about the skills. But the flair was there. All about the skills. It was all about the flair, flair, not fashion. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what we want. Um, Johnny May's got to be the first name on the Lions team sheet. Who's oh, better? for sure. Johnny May or Josh Adams? There you go. Let's have a Welsh voice Hatch on this debate. Go on, Sammy. the first game for Josh Adams. You know, the most fancy points from any winger oh, in, yeah. in this first yeah. first week. But Johnny May had no ball. Johnny May didn't mm. get the ball to him, apart from when he scored. I do feel that Wales know that Josh had, you know, let's get the ball to him. He, yeah. he He's a reliable source. Well, I like about Josh Adams, he's sort of come out of nowhere, isn't he? I mean, last yeah. year, yeah. For, for years, under Gatton, you've got Williams, you've got Halfpenny, you got North. And you're like, well, no one's breaking into that. And then some lad who plays for Worcester comes along, yeah. scores more tries than anyone in the World Cup. I mean, he's, he's a great finisher, isn't he? He's a very mm. good finisher. We've got Tomkins now as well. Yeah, Tomkins. Nick Tomkins very starting English this bloke. week. Such an Englishman. Yeah. No, he's got, he's got a Welsh grab. England under 20s. Bit of, a, bit of a fact. Ross Moriarty did not know that Nick Tomkins was in any way Welsh. And so when he turned up at the training camp, very surprised. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah. I think everyone was. It was my 20. surprise finding out that Samuel would be sporting Wales in the Six Nations. Yeah, so. yeah, it's a shock. I know, you yeah. sat shock down horror. next to me at the bar and I was like, in my Why Welsh are you? Jersey. Yeah, you were wearing your Welsh jersey. And and his grey one. It's, it's one of those that they're only wearing sort of like yeah, against yeah. Fiji, the friendlies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When they sort of it was in those dark days using Tatonga. Yeah, honestly, it was quite cool. I didn't know you were Welsh during the World Cup. I felt very isolated. I was Six there Nations, every game. Six Nations roll along. I finally found a friend. Can, yeah. we talk, can we talk Johnny May again? He's gone fifth in the list of all-time England try scorers this week. That's two, phenomenal. Two Who's above it? Underhill. Underwood. Underwood. Well, <laughs> I'll, I'll give you that. Underwood. Greenwood's yes. got to be. Yeah, Greenwood. Uh, Cohen. And Cohen and Gusket. Gusket. It's just overtaking Jason Robinson. Really? Really? That's phenomenal. Two tries yeah. against France. I mean, I'm excited for more Johnny Mayo's Six Nations. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm saying, like, two tries a game, that would be massive. And yeah. he's looking in the form to do it at the moment. He's in re remarkable form. Yeah. For my for my money, he's the man to get the most tries in Six Nations. Fantasy team. He's got to be on there, hasn't he? Yeah. Let's talk about fantasy picks on, on the I mean second week. Any change you make a lot of changes. I mean I, I have to make a lot of changes. I mean I, I I was I was found out this week. Um I thought George North would, would profit a bit more than he did. Well he I, has been moved back to win yeah, now. You're keep so him, I keep there you go. So let's talk about Ireland before we into next week because they were steely determined. Scotland came with power, you know, the first first few minutes, Scot Scotland were on the front foot. Yeah. New new coach Andy Farrell, previous defence guru of, of lines of England of, of great wins. It was the defence that that really impressed me. I mean, what what did you think about that? That really sort of stunted Scotland. A new look for Andy Farrell as well. Turned up wearing very sharp suits, and I thought Man, I've never seen that. Yeah. It's not very Wigan, no is it? It's not very Wigan. It's not Wigan at all. <laughs> yeah. No offence if you're from Wigan listening in. We love mm -hmm. Yeah, the suit was a new thing for him. I thought yeah. here's a man who who stepped up to the plate. Uh -huh. He's not a defence coach anymore, he's a head coach now. No, different 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 mentality. What do you make of Sexton as captain? I mean he's 30, 33, maybe. Yeah, well, he's a general, isn't he? Although general. Yeah. ultimately he's no Rory Best. What a in terms legend. of a leader. Yeah. And in terms of like a charismatic figure of rugby as well. He's such a figure, isn't he? I, I never really got it with Rory Best because he's not the best hooker in the world. No. He's not the best thrower. Is that didn't hardly when he was captain, I mean no better hookers. But but he was just a sort of it was just sort of icon, wasn't he? People yeah. got behind like everyone was charting a team of Rory Best, a team of Rory Best on Lions tours when he would get a couple of games for the reserve team. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah, he's it, it, a very different leader with, with, with Sexton. Yeah, and he feels like one of those guys who, who when he talks like bigger, as you were saying, Sam, he's sort of got that that yappy sort of chihuahua mouth mm. that just, just <laughs> the, the general that just, just just yaps at you, just never stops talking. 
Whereas um, Rory Best is very much a silent but deadly kind of captain. Silent but deadly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love it. Yeah, classic. I think it's going to work well. Sexton, uh-huh. he's already a leader. The boys already know him. Sure. And he's already been directing the back line. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. He's not exactly come from nowhere. Yeah. Like, he's still, he's quite a big figure in he's Irish rugby anyway. He's got more caps. <laughs> he does yeah, have true. But do we feel that, that that could sort of come out to bite Ireland into, I mean, last, last you saw two years ago, I say, 2018 Grand Slam. Mm. World Cup year, they got demolished in the Six Nations. Yeah. World Cup, they were nowhere. With that same old guard, it, it was almost as if Eddie Jones certainly, New Zealand 100%, had, had worked them out. Conor Murray doesn't quite look like he's saying. I mean, those two, when they're on form, they, they're at the heart of world rugby. Johnny Sexton, world player of the year. Yeah. Do we feel that we can, we've can? we seen the best of Johnny Sexton? It's hard to tell because he's been so plagued by injuries. Yeah. It's so hard to tell. He's one okay. of those that's like, when he's on, he's really, really on. Mm-hmm. But when he's injured, you're just like, you don't hear from him for months. Right. It's been like, it depends I'd on say... the time, kind of game we're playing as well, isn't it? Is Farrell going to try and bring in a you know, more attacking style of play for Ireland? Yeah. Or are they going to are they going to keep going with the same kick and line out? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It really depends what he's going to try and do. If he's going to keep playing the Ireland, Ireland style of play, which is, which is, you know, I think probably what they need to do. So that's suffocating stuff. They sort of squeeze yeah. Scotland to death. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, let's be honest, it's pretty boring. But it's yeah, it's pretty boring. Game. But it's efficient. It's efficient. Yeah, it's like bigger and Gatlin, I say. Yeah. Which brings a beautiful sort of symphonic coming together at the weekend. Wales Island. Yeah. There's always there's always points. It's mm. always competitive, and it, 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 it's always captivating, isn't it? And, and you always actually see high scores. We've got an it's Ireland surprise, team, isn't it? yeah, but but it's always close. Yeah. And the beauty is in the competition and the war. We've got an Ireland team who've got a great defence, a Welsh team who've got a great defence. We've got generals at number 10. We've got sort of new mindsets creeping in, so a new defence, a new coach for Wales, tweaks in selection, you've got Robbie Henshaw coming in. Mm-hmm. Let's do some predictions and let, let's, let's have, let's have Sabas first. Let's have Tommy and then we might potentially have a celebrity guest. Who knows? Might not have turned up. We're, we're looking at our watches, hopefully last minute. What, what do you think is going to happen at the weekend? Welsh Look, fan. It's going to be close. It's yeah. in Dublin, isn't it? Yeah. So I think that's the biggest factor for me. Right. Principality is an absolute fortress. We know that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's going to be tough for the Welsh boys, especially with new faces coming in, new positions. Um, but yeah, it's too too close to call, I think. I'm going to go for a Wales win just by two or three points. But that's two only, or three only, points. Only because I'm Welsh. So very, very close. Because I can see that it's sort of being a stalemate. I don't think there's going to be too many tries. I think quite a low-scoring game. So cancelling each other out. Yeah, lower than 42-0. Yeah. Um, I mean, you'd hope. You'd hope. You would hope. Um, mm. But, you know, I'm excited. I, I, it's going to be a real test for both teams with new coaches, new setups, new players coming in. So I think it's going to be really interesting just to see um, from the outcome of this game how it could possibly play out during the rest of the tournament. Brilliant. My, my money's on green. Ireland okay. in Dublin. It takes something really special to beat them. You know, we saw England last year. I was in, in Dublin, I believe. Did a, did a big job on them. And that took a lot. That Wales, t- definitely got, took a lot. I've got Wales to probably be ahead at half-time. But a second half, Ireland crowd be behind gutting. their boys. Stifle them, stifle them, stifle them. Bit of magic to take them over the line, I think. Phenomenal. Right. That's interesting. I think we might have a celeb in the, in the house joining us. Um, this is unprecedented for the Breakdown podcast. Just come in the door. Um, we're going to welcome a bastion of, of Welsh culture, you could say, Nessa Jenkins. Nessa, welcome. Thank you very much for having me. Oh, I just have to say, though, I know Sergio. I knew he was going to be gutted. So we're not going to talk about Italy anymore, OK? So with the Island game, I think, come on, the boys, you know, Wales going to absolutely smash it. I don't even care. Right, I don't care what Ireland do as long as Dan Beggars are number 10, Josh Adams on the wing. Come on, the boys! And I know Gatland as well, he's missing them to tell you the truth. To be honest, he's absolutely missing them. We got Wayne there, I don't know Wayne too well, but I think I will. But honestly, back in Wales all the way. That's just one thing. If you if you had to, if you, I, 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 I'd quite like to see you in action maybe in the Six Nations. Where, where would you where would you slot in, do you reckon? Oh, that's a really good question. Mm -hmm. 
I can see myself as a hooker, to be honest. I mean, I've, I've had some, uh -huh, but uh -huh. honestly, a hooker. I've got a got a great arm. I really think I'd be great in a line out. Yeah. Nessa, thank you very much. Thanks for joining us. Tidy. Um, what we're going to go into now, that was very tidy. Oh, that's, that's brilliant. We're going into what we like to call Fantasy 15. We're picking a category and we're going to try and make, out of this group of people, the most formidable lineup possible. This week, Tom, talk, talk to us. What, what, what's the category and what are we looking for? Yeah, we've been, we've been inspired by Joe Marler this week. Obviously, pretty famous for his rugby, but probably more famous for his comedy. This week, we're going to be picking a starting 15 of comedians of the world. Wow. Comedians of the world, not even British comedians. We're not, we're not forming I th I think, a... I think we'd pretty keep it European. European. But we could have a bolter. Who knows? Um, front row, we need some units. We need some people with hearts and work rate. Yeah, I mean, obviously, Joe Marler, he's a comedian. I think Joe Marler makes it, doesn't he? He's got to be a first name. He is, he's a bit I of a... I mean, that haircut's a bit of a joke. Uh-huh. Cool. Yeah, that's beautiful. Nicely done. Um, I'm thinking yeah. absolute unit of comedy and of brawn, Johnny Vegas. Johnny Vegas, Johnny Vegas. lots in it. Number three. Number three. Mm. Yeah, he, he would offer a lot in the loose, wouldn't he? he would. And at scrum time, you would, want, you would want to pack down against Vegas, would yeah. you? Yeah. And number two, I've got James Corden down. I would like that. Yeah. I think that's good. Because yeah, we've seen him do some serious work on the England football team before. I think it might be time for him to come to... So that Roy day. Best figure, maybe? Yeah. Yes. Very much so. In the oval ball game, you know? Yeah, yeah. He's had enough of the round ball game. Let's come to the real thing. Yeah. See what see what he can do to the the truest the truest of the ball games. Yeah. Because not only just born, hooky, you need a bit of flair, charisma, and creativity. Mm, yeah. I don't know he many more creative lads than James Gordon. Spent time in America. How's that? How's that? He's out? had a bit of a Christian Wade, if you like. Yes. You okay. Know, okay. Out Cultured. Cult I mean, yeah, maybe. You could say yeah. developed, 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 in, developed in some sense. Okay, so we've got our front three. We've got Marla, pretty strong. Vegas, Corden. Second row, we need we need trees. You know, we need we, we need we need we need commanding presence. We need nasty lads. You know, we we need some Rylers, some Rufflers. What about absolute great last name, Greg Davis? Greg Davis is big, isn't he? He's large. He is. Would we want Greg, Greg Davis in the back row? Mm, that's true, actually. Well, yeah, he's got famous as taskmaster. Maybe that's what we need on the back. Are we? Are we? Are we ever going to see Greg being lifted in a lineup? It's going to take a lot. We're going to need. A, is Vegas lifting? <laughs> lifting Greg Davis? <laughs> Do you see that? Do you see that happening? Happen. Had... I'm not sure it's going to be happening. Is it? They might need to attach a, a harness to the, the principality stadium roof. I'm sort of thinking Davis as as a as a, as a Don Brandt esque number eight mm. like with it. that brawn. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Maybe so, he so who's getting it second row then? What about Kevin Bridges? Bridges in the back row. What do you think Bridges brings? Can we look up the height of Kevin Bridges? Where are you looking? Where are you looking at putting Bridges? Not sure. Lock. No, no, no. Do, do you know we need a lock? Very easy. Sean Lock. Hey! He's, he's got to be in, hasn't he? Uh, Kevin Bridges, one point eight meters. What's that? Oh, feet. Tall man. That's tall. More than six foot. That's is tall it? enough. That's tall enough for comedian fifteen, isn't I'll it? Do. Should we get yeah, Bridges yeah. in there? Yeah. What? Another, we... another tall man, one point eight three meters. Who's that? Frankie Boyle. Frankie Boyle, really? Let's have him in. I always thought Frankie Boyle was tiny. Boyle or Bridges? It's got to be. It's got to be Frankie Boyle for me. Does Richard Does Richard Osman qualify? He's been on eight out of ten cats. He a comedian? I think he might be too clever to be a comedian. Okay, we're not having him in a comedian's rugby team. That's definitely not the place for a clever man. Yeah. Okay. So we're going with that. Yeah. So who have we got? We've got Locke. We've got Bridges in the second row. And we've had our front row. So back row, we've got Davis as the anchor, as the number eight, back of the scrum. Yeah. He's, he's a freak, isn't he? Freak of nature. What, what, what an animal. What a specimen. And he's been a teacher. He can lead. Okay. He's an enforcer. He is. I like that a lot. So what are we thinking back row? Back row, what, what do you want from a back row in general? What do you want from flankers? Yeah, someone like Tom Curry, probably. Okay. What does Tom Curry bring? What are the qualities we're looking for? Kind of not the qualities of a number eight, more qualities, probably a six or a seven. Yeah. Right. At Eddie Jones. Um, so sort of absolute dog, really. Yeah, an animal. We want we want someone who's going to be in at the breakdown. I want quick ball coming out to my obviously incredible back line. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. I like I like Ranga Nathan. Ranga Nathan. I mean, he's he's a monster, isn't he? Yeah. Big wrong face. I think he's got a good base. Should we have him in at six? Let's have him. Although <sighs> he's going to have to wear some pretty detailed contact lenses. Yes, that's a shout. We need him in the pack. We can't have him scanning, can we? No. 
You've got thick ones. Grace's got thick glasses. I do. Halfbacks, very important. Ronnie Corbett, if we're doing all time, I think yeah. slots straight in. Very true. Straight in. If we're doing a current 15. Mm. Russell Howard's a shout for yes. me. Yes. you might want him a bit further, I quite like him on the wing. The I think line. he's quick. He must have pace, Russell Howard. I think re- relative. He's to our Johnny. Is he our Johnny May? Comedian, potentially. Is Russell Howard our Johnny May in, our, in his pink boots? He might be. I mm. think, you know, fly half. Sometimes they've got a bit more flair, a bit more um, kind of, you know, maybe not personality, but certainly. Charisma. Kind of, Charisma about them. I'm talking Michael McIntyre. We need Mackers. Oh, Mackers yes. at Macker at 10. So kind of prances around the field, directing people, arms going everywhere. Oh, yeah. he can do the new bigger wiggle as well. We all know he can. He can, he can You'd love a bigger wiggle. And you know, Michael McIntyre, a brilliant linker, I think. Link man. Yeah, yes. we've, all, we've all seen Michael McIntyre's big show or whatever it's called. Oh, of course. Yeah, it is a big show. Linkages. Incredible. He, he's got to run the show, hasn't he? He's got to run the show. He's, he's got the big show. Bringing his comedic talent on. Sort of and I feel like not fly half in, in rugby is sort of a unique position because it's sort of brought out above all others. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Johnny Wilkinson. He's, he's your focal man. McIntyre, big show, mainstream TV, dominated Christmas Day. Oh. Let's get him in at 10. Yeah. I'm thinking his, his halfback partner, stature, also maybe doesn't want to get too involved with the contact, just yeah. ship the ball out to his general. Let's have it. Richardson, John Richardson. Richardson, yeah. he likes a clean game. He does. He likes cleanliness. If we're looking for some clean ball, Ben Young. He's got a good mind. We need John Richardson. Yeah, a clever bloke as well. Ben he, he dominates AI. He's good with yeah, the numbers. He's very good with the numbers. Surprisingly good. He manages good. forwards. He'd be clean. I do like I like the cleanliness there. I do like that. That's such a shout, Sammy. I think that's pretty good. Sammy's nailed that. Maybe not alpha enough to scream at Big Greg Davis at number eight, but that's you know, true. hopefully, yeah, that would that might be the issue. That might be the tension. Although, although if you think about it, he could be a very kind of like stoic kind of figure in terms quite of quite level-headed. Like, yeah, in terms of he only he only shouts when he really has to. Is that a very scrum half though? I mean, mm, do you know any stoic scrum half? You wouldn't be getting in the rest face. Aren't scrum true. halves the antithesis of the stoic? Here's, here's another name for Scrum Half. David Mitchell. What do we say to that? Oh. Mitchell. The man's got the brain. Mitchell's, so, Mitchell's very similar, isn't utility. it? Utility. You know, yeah. we've seen him in a lot of different shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. He, he does have, he does he, have he that. He bring a bit of a mix up to the game. That's what I'm I don't know if he's dynamic enough. You've got to have somebody with a bit of charisma. David Mitchell's a bit vanilla. He's a, he's a bit boffin, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. I hear that. Should we stick him on the bench? Let's, 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 let's have him in the, in the wider squad. Centre partnership. So we've got McIntyre and Richardson running the game. Who we got in the centres? What do we centres is surely the most up for debate position in terms of what are you looking for in your centres? Yeah. Um, like Andy Fowles just picked Henshaw and Aki. Eddie Jones, Farrell and Joseph. Like you can go so many different directions with this. We've got these comedians looking for that bulldozer with mixed in with that magician. We're looking for some playmakers, some pace. Talk to me. What do we want? We want a bit of a surprise pick. I'm going to throw James Acaster in there. Wow. He's got to be on the outside, isn't he? Yeah, outside centre. 13, sure. on, the, on the outward arc. Yeah, you never you never know what's going to happen with James Acaster. That's, given the that's ball. a massive shout. Is, is it going to go Acaster 13 the to the five metre line? I don't know. Is he going to run it through? I don't know. That's so many but tricks. I don't understand the man. I, no. I don't understand And how will defences, if, 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 if the selectors don't understand him, then exactly. the defences have a chance. Yeah. What about Jack Whitehall? Oh, I really like him at 12. I, do. Mm. I like him in the centres. He's the really 12 three Ball play. Pick, yeah, talk to us about that. Kind of, you know, he's not a big bloke. He's not a big bloke. He no. might have a bit of un- underrated skill, I think, coming through. You know, he's the man. He, he might st- step up and take a few kicks for us. Oh, yes. I'm thinking mm. Jack Whitehall, you know, he kicks. Famously, went to private school. He's probably played a lot of rugby. Yeah, he's, he's got a bit of a background, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's got previous. Don't that Harrow, no, don't choose that Harrow. Thank you, Brian. Brian Moore there. Excellent. Absolutely icon of a quote. We love Brian. So we've got Whitehall and Acaster. That's quite a lightweight mm. sort of looking centre partnership. Yeah. We might need a bit of backup no on the bench. There, there isn't a Tuolangi, no. Um, I keep thinking, let's go to our quick men. Russell Howard's in, isn't he? Yeah. I'd like to, I'd like to see him at fullback. Really? I think he's, I think he's got almost too much ball. to be on the wing. Yeah, okay. I think he's got so many skills. He's also quite hench now. He's a bit of an athlete, isn't he? Because I didn't realise quite how many comedians are absolute skin and bone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. They're all just absolute slendermen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Russell Howard... He's got a bit of tin. You look at him on his on his uh, review, or whatever he does, 
He's got quite nice arms. He's got kind of Owen Farrell arms. Oh, he's been bettering he himself. He has. You know, getting ready. I'd like him under a high ball, Russell Howard. Mm. I think he'd do. I think he'd do quite well. Who are we looking on the wings? I I I, I call it Mark Wood. I think he qualifies. Mm. Oh, without a doubt. No bother. No bother. Norman. Yeah, let's get him in. I love Mark Wood. Mark Wood, oh, he'd be a brilliant. Pace, a pace man all round. Absolute jack in the box. Um, what about? Leads his horse around the cricket field. Oh, yes. He he's got to be on the wing. wing. I think he's so. got to be on the wing. What he's about Chris Ramsey? Ramsey? Local man. Chance. From yeah. South Shields. He'd Local. be quite good on a wing. Okay. He's quite skinny, quite whippy. Yes. Ramsey. Here's a shout. A man that could well be on the team sheet, but we'd have to know where he's going. Ricky Gervais. Where's he going? What? Where's wow. He Surely that is... That? Wow, that is a headache, isn't it? Gervais. Yeah. You can't stick him on the wing. You can't yeah. put him in a position, no, Gervais. Maybe, oh, my maybe, word. Maybe he needs to be kind of the coaching staff. Yeah. We'll come on to them later. Oh, yeah, Gervais. Gervais is you know, obviously a weird one. A team leader. Right. Uh, an office manager, if you like. Yeah, an office manager. Um, Let's get him in the backroom staff. Yeah, I definitely. He's so. our director. I mean, we've got our chairman. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's Jimmy Carr. Jimmy Carr, I know. It's sorting out the finances. I mean, you, yeah. you look at the great, the great well, the rugby great, the teams, great teams, European domination, yeah. uh, domestic annihilation. We know, we know how to win the Premiership. You need, you need a Jimmy Carr figure in, in, yeah. in that sort of office. We love that. Okay, Jimmy Carr's looking after our finances. So, what are the positions we still need? We still need a, a winger. So, oh no, we've got Mark Wood in there, so we need a winger. Okay, Rob Beckett. I think he could be the man for the wing. He's got the teeth for it. Beckett. So true. He's got the teeth, he's got the haircut. I think I, I'd back Rob Beckett to have a goose step. We're, we're lacking a bit of weight in the centre partnership. Oh, is Beckett a centre? He could come in and take. He could come in. Maybe Acast are on the wing. Yes, like, he could be I like that. Well. I like yeah. I, you can see Acast doing a few side steps and just completely baffling the opposition. Yeah. Sidestepping, just whizzing. Yeah. So Beckett as your sort of director at twelve, and then you've got a bit more flair of Whitehall mm. yeah. in the thirteen channel. Yeah. Are we looking at that? Yeah, yes. Okay. So we got that. Is that our fifteen sorted? I think, I think so. so. Let's run through it. I really like it. Joe Marler, James Corden, Johnny Vegas, Sean Locke, Kevin Bridges. In the back row, who have we got? We've got Davis at number eight, Absolutely Romesh cheap. at six, and here we got a seven. Did we pick a seven? Have we picked a seven? I don't think we picked a seven. None of us. O'Brien. Oh, oh, oh yes. Oh, he's not a seven, is he? Possibly not manoeuvrable enough. That's okay. We're picking. Two do we do we go Bridges at seven? Mm. Oh, that's tough. Bridges at seven, and we put Dara in the, in the second row. Maybe It'd be tough to move it. over the ball though. I mean, what we could do is put Locke in the back row. You know, Corny Laws has played back row a lot for England. But Locke is a lock, you know what I mean? Well, so is Corny Laws. Ah, agreed. <laughs> but does that work very well? I mean, when he gets, I, I want to win. I want to win, Tom. I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to lose to France. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Or we don't want to lose against the politicians. Fifteen. Maybe next week. Let's just have a look. But okay. Who have we got at scrum half? Because I just had another uh, name come to mind. So we've got Richardson in at the moment. Mm. Okay, they're, they're, I think I think that we've got to stick with that. But on the bench, Josh Widdicombe. Josh Widdicombe. Yeah. Josh Widdicombe, the Hobbit yeah. of the common field. Phenomenal. Um, yeah, you know, he's got the base for it. I think he might have a good pass. Yeah. Got a bit of a brain, potentially. Mm -hmm. Could be a shout. Maybe come on at 60 minutes, finish the game off nicely for us. Any other challenges? We've got Richardson, McIntyre. Beckett for direction, Whitehall for flair, yeah. Acaster for who knows, yeah. <laughs> Howard for a bit of X factor and a bit of stability. Okay, I've got controversial. We, who's, yeah. our, who's our outside centre? Tony Hobson. Whitehall. Whitehall could could be our our sixty minute man. What about Harry Hill at outside centre? Wow. Wow. Harry Hill. I, li I like him on. The, I like him on the wing. Oh really? Do you think? Because I think he's got pace. Oh, yeah. The doctor. Yeah, true, true. Or maybe maybe medical staff then. Maybe that's where we need. Well, Mary, we yeah, let's have Harry Hill as medic. Water or doctor coming on. Yeah, okay. Bit of a Sam Warburton role, some would mm. say. Warby. Oh, yeah. Great we got moment. Jamie Roberts in the medical staff as well, probably. Yes. yes. Brilliant. So we have Bryden as our utility back because yeah, of the impression, so he can do whatever. Yeah. yeah. He's going to be our 23. Nice. Okay. Beckett, Whitehall. More bench names, please. Adam Hill. From Adam the last Hill. leg. 
I don't know who that is. Oh, yeah. yeah the Australian be. one. Okay. Ooh, does he qualify? Where, where oh. does he have a Welsh grandmother? Yeah, we need qualifications. Okay, Leonard Tompkins. He's probably got a Welsh grandmother. We're fine. Or he could just come and stay here for three years. Yeah. I mean, he has been in Britain for quite a long time. Should we get Rhys Jones in there? Yeah, absolute let's get legend. Jo- let's get Rhys Jones. Where would we put her? Well, Corden's starting hooker. Let's get Rhys Jones coming onto a place. She's an absolute unit, actually. Get the couple. Get them in. Power couple. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, I like it. Catherine Tate. Oh, again, impersonations, again, adaptability, versatile, flair, versatility, ginger hair. We haven't got a ginger, have we? Tom, do you feel a bit left out that there's no gingers? Yeah, look, I have ginger inside, quotes. Yeah, need the Johnny Bester. I do miss Patchell for his ginger. Yes, we need a Patchell figure. Let's have Catherine Tate as our second. Wait, James Acaster's ginger. Wow, is he? Strawberry blossoms. Let's, ha- let's have a proper, let's have a proper go. An out and out ginger. Catherine Tate is our replacement ten. Mm. Do you want Tate to ten? I don't. No, I don't want Tate to ten. I, I do appreciate alliteration. I think fullback surely. I reckon Tate's our twenty-three and Bryden's our twenty-two, and I think we can work a little symphony there. Yeah. Did we get Gervais in the side on the bench? No, Gervais. Gervais is in the back. Gervais is the leader. They can't have him on the pitch. He's not. Yeah. He's, I don't think he's yeah, a team yeah. player. He's all the main man, isn't he? Yeah. Could be head coach. He's a kind Brent. of break them down to David Brent. Kind of Let's not have Gervais. Let's have David Brent. Yeah, Dif- yeah. Different, different kettle of fish. Yeah. Um, Brent. Slough. Brent is the office manager. Brent is the office manager. Also, in the back of the staff, Tom Allen. Been Tom Allen's class. I mean, does Lord Tom Sugar Allen... count as a comedian? Some, Lord Sugar. Some of the, some of the oh, he's quite comical, isn't he? He can be up. Oh, we've got chairman. Yeah, but no, we don't need a chairman. We just need a financial backer. Financial advisor. Oh, yeah. I think Jimmy Carl's got that covered, isn't he? No, well, I don't think there's room for sugar. It's a bit of investment. Sorry, sugar. Sugar's been outdone. Thank you, mate. Yeah, maybe. maybe Sugar can buy us out once Jimmy Carl goes to prison. Excellent. Let's have sugar in the wings. (laughs) Yeah, okay, brilliant. Love it. In the wings, not on the wings. Yeah. No, not yet. In the wings. Yeah, very much. Sure very, we've got the pace on anything. Very so. important. Right, what slots do we need to fill now? We're done. I think we're done. That's our team. That's our team. So as a 15, that's the important thing. We've got Marla, Corden, Vegas, second row of Locke and O'Brien. I quite enjoy that. You've got your back row of Romesh at six, the enforcer and the workhorse, hopefully. Bridges at seven. Davis at eight. You want to build a game around him. Richardson is your general at nine. Mac is your pivot at 10. Beckett, Whitehall, and then the back three of Mark Wood jumping all over the place. <laughs> Russell Howard, James A. Caster. Key role we need to fill. Ref. Absolute joker. Nigel. Nigel Owens. He's a comedian. I do like Brian Moore. Brian Moore refs games. He refs charity games. I like that as well. He is com- he's comical. Yeah. I mean, Richard Osman would be the other man. Richard Osman. Yeah. I like, or, him. I like him as a second row off the bench. I'll tell you who he could have as a ref. Richard Aywadi. Yeah. He loves rules. Oh, and he's very, he's very measured, isn't he? Is yeah. There? Yeah. So Richard Aywadi. No, 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 actually, is a... no. I think, I think he's got to be TMO. Yeah. Oh, I love that. He is the IT crowd. Yes, of course. He's TMO. Aywadi's our TMO. Excellent. Brilliant. So we got Nigel Reffing, Brian yeah. in the wings, Aywadi, Gervais is our team motivator. He's our top man. Yeah. Director of finances, we've got Carr. Sugar in the wings when it when it happens. When it crumbles and we get relegated. And we've got Harry Hill as our medic. Mm. True. That is your comedic 15. There you go. That's pretty formidable, isn't it? It is. Let's 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 look ahead to this as we finish. Let's look ahead to this next weekend. England, Scotland, it's always harsh. Let's go first to France, Italy. We think we know who's gonna win. It's gonna be France, surely. But is it is it gonna be the same French side. Is it going to be a whitewash or is it actually going to be a fight? Are France going to turn up as they have done? All guns blazing, you know, Eddie Jones poked them in the back. Or are they going to sort of go, mm, motivation sort of laps? And are we going to see the French side that comes good one week, slumps the other week? I think I think we're going to see it happen some point in the Six Nations. So right. I think England got unlucky they've got the first week because they're fired up and they're going. We saw a in very, Paris. very kind of True. intense, very aggressive style of play from France. Are we going to see them crumble? You know, I think they're away in Wales and Ireland. 
wanting to check that, but it's not, you know, that, that, those are going to be tough games for them. They're going to be tired. I think second week, Italy, they're going to keep it right where, they, where they've had their, their foot. That's on the throat of the opposition. I think it's got to be, it's going to be a big win for France. I'm talking 35-12. Right. Although Italy is at home and the the whole question of France of what team is going to show up is so true, especially with Italy because it's like, like you said earlier with the motivation thing. I think Sean Edwards is quite a motivator in terms of like the way he plays and the way you have to play when you have Sean Edwards but I don't really know. I don't think it's going to be as big as Tom says. I think it might be like... 25-18 25-18 or something. You think it's going to be that close? I do. Ooh. I so do. Is he going to rise and France going to be off the boil? Yeah. At the same time, you know, France have been very on and off the last few years. You know, you expect teams to beat them every couple of years or so. Italy haven't beaten them for seven years. We've got a new, we've got a new French side here. They're looking much more stable. I've really got, I've got money on France to go big ones. Yeah, I agree. I can't, I can't see France having the same intensity as last week. But also, I think, you know, I don't see them losing this game. We've got a week off next week as well. So, I think you're going to dip? Um, 27-9. 27, a low scorer. Wow. Okay. I not, think mostly not, penalties not as well, bonus. rather than tries. Mostly penalties. It's always quite a turgid game. Yeah. Tom James is, is, is nearly out of the building, so we're going to look ahead to the Calcutta Cup very quickly. Well, what are we looking at? It's always a nervous one for an Englishman, isn't it? I mean, every game in the Six Nations, you know, we've all seen the adverts. Everyone wants to beat England. England just doesn't want to lose to anyone, but it could happen at any moment. Scotland, England in in Murrayfield. You know, we've talked about the the bagpipe factor. The bagpipe factor. I think <laughs> but, we can call it that. But yeah. we've not. We've got to take into account the John May factor. If he's wearing his pink boots again, I think he's going to do serious damage. And a lack of Finn Russell. Mm. Yeah, no Finn Russell. Mm. If the Ford-Farrell combination sorts itself out. It's Ford-Farrell-Joseph, though. Yeah, that, There's no two Lange. It does upset me. I'm, I think, you know, Joseph, he's a, he's, a, he's a man to go forwards with the ball, but he's not the bulldozer that Tulane right. is. He's a, he's a weaver, you know, and with mm. Ford and Farrell inside him, that, you know, I'm not sure the ball getting out to him yeah, it's going to be good quality, but do we want to get into him all the time? I'm not sure. Because mm. it's not going to reset in the same way that Tulagi carry resets the play. Um, I'm going to want to see Ford and Farrell looking to kick quite quite a bit, I think. Get the ball upfield, get Johnny May chasing after it. Yeah. Um, excited that Willie Hines is inside. I'd like to see him have a really good 60, 65 minutes. Mm. Um, unfortunately, obviously, that means Ben Young's going to have to come on after him, which you never want to see at the end of a game. But hopefully... England will be kind of 20, 25 points clear by then. We'll still win by five or 10 points. You know, I think, I think England will be gutted with uh, with last week. And so I think this week they'll come out firing, all guns blazing. They'll be really, really up for it. Yeah. Um, Scotland I mean, we did think away. that about them losing to South Africa and that didn't go too well. But but let's not forget, this is it's, it's, not, a di- it's not a radically different side no. from the England side that thrashed New Zealand yeah. and Australia. Absolutely. And, you know, didn't turn up against South Africa, but mm. South Africa played very well mm. and England almost held on. I, I don't think you can discount this England side that I think, you know, they could do serious damage against a mm. Scotland side that hasn't got Finn Russell. I think they know now what they need to work on. They've seen what hasn't worked last week. Catching the ball. And, yeah. that <laughs> Dropping the ball and, never works, does it? No. And not all turnovers. Yeah, yeah. true. Or, or scrum penalties. Tom Curry at eight. Just doesn't work. No, it's the equivalent of forgetting to answer a question in an exam. You kind of do it, and you realise you've done it. You're saying, "I'm such an idiot." How's that? Mm. You're just shelling points, aren't you? But then the next time, hopefully, you don't be able to. Yeah, hopefully, learning mistakes. You remember to turn the page. So, especially <laughs> Mako Vunapola back this week. Yeah, that's massive. Big, really big. big. Marla's outside into our comedians fifteen. Yeah, he's, he's taking a break. Um, yeah, assembling <laughs> the comedians. Yeah, nice. I'm just worried really quickly before we just go quick fire and then we end it all. You said it's a similar team, but well, they, they build, they built in the back row. It's a change of our laws, not, not at the back row, but yeah. it's more of, yeah. a, more of a traditional back row, mm. even though Curry's at eight. I just feel like England are the, the best when they've got Billy Vanapola, Maka Vanapola, Manu Tuolangi. Yeah. And without those, they need a different style of play. Yeah. They couldn't adapt against France. They're going to have to find a different way. I don't know how they're going to find a way to to pulverise Scotland mm. with that with that lack of of ball carrying that actually they built their game around last year. So they're going to have to find a different way of playing. But at the end of the day, be, if they beat them, if they carry on playing the way they have done. They're not going to win. No, so they, they need got to, to they find, got to find different, different channels to go down. Yeah, 
without that two language. Johnny, 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 Johnny May's pink boots. They Johnny May's so pink really boots, I think, are, are the biggest hope right now. Yeah. I agree. Can we just go quick fire round score prediction, Calcutta Cup? Let's go. Uh, Your five England, seconds. England 27, Scotland 18. England 25, Scotland 20. England 18, Scotland 12. Obviously, what about you? So we're thinking three wins for England. I can't back against the boys. I'm going to go 30 points England. I'm going to go 27 points Scotland. Nice. Nice. That's a lot of heart in there. I mean, I'll never back against England, but they're going. Eddie Joe's going to have to shock me. One thing I've learned is have faith in Eddie. I mean, even though you can't see anything, I'm not an expert. When Eddie's at his lowest... 2018, everyone's doubting Eddie. World Cup, they were sensational. Yeah. Yes, they didn't win, but Eddie Jones knows what he's doing better than I do. That's what I've learned from this four years. When I doubt England, I know I can trust Eddie. Yeah. But there you go. On that note. Guys, what a show. It's been hilarious fun. It's been fantastic. Great insight, great chat. Just varied, all angles. It's been it's been a fun time. I think you'd all agree. Absolutely. 100%. Thanks so much. Enjoy the next round of this cracking tournament is the six nations you can find us online purple radio on demand is the page on spotify please enjoy this next round this has been the breakdown podcast and we'll be back next week for more purple radio podcasts thanks for downloading this purple radio podcast for more great content and to listen live head to purpleradio.co.uk